Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kicking and Streaming. And we're glad that you're here today with us. Once again, you are joined by your hosts. My name is Graham, and with me on the other line, as usual, the fantastic Jocelyn. Here I am. Yeah. Not quite in the flesh, but almost. <laughs> All right. So we wanted to do a special show today because it is right after the Academy Awards, which was this past Sunday. So today we are here to talk about what we like, what we disliked, what we saw, what was wrong, what was good about the uh, Academy Awards this past Sunday. And we hope you like it. Am I right, Justin? Yes, that's right. That's right. We've been looking forward to doing this. So if you remember, well, if you've been following us from the very beginning, uh, you will remember that we talked about the nominations on our very first show. And so today we wanted to talk about how things went down. And to get started, we, we're going to go right away with this because this is too good of a show to, to, to have. I know that some of the people that listened to us the first, uh, on our first show were a bit ticked off about the fact that we admitted very much that some of the movies we hadn't seen yet. And so they sort of questioned the fact that we were able to talk about them. And my excuse for that was we actually weren't talking about the movies, but rather we're talking about the actors, the cast, based on what we know about them and how we know that they would perform in such movies. Wasn't that yes. right? Yes, that's 100% right. Well, having said that, uh, today, on the other hand, we did watch most of the movies, at least the movies that we talked about. And yes. today we are prepared to do our little critiques and um, judge every book by its color. So I wanted to first address this. So the Oscars this year was very peculiar in that it was, I think, the first time or or the first time in a long time that it was hostless, meaning there wasn't a comedian, there wasn't some celebrity just doing their thing and trying to make people laugh and making fun of people. It was just some uh, voiceover in the background doing the presentation and uh, people would come and do their little bits and live. So I've come up with the, with, with the phrase and forgive the pun, make the Oscars hostless again. Is that, is that? (laughs) (laughs) I like it because I think it worked. I read that it was the first time in 30 years that they haven't had a host. That is awesome. I mean, I had no complaints about that one at all. No, I thought it, I thought the show was really tight and there was a lot of uh, not unnecessary stuff that would go on with a host. So I kind of feel like they tightened it up and maybe did what they've been trying to do for the past 30 years. I don't know. <laughs> and that has always been my complaint in that respect is that uh, sometimes it's a little bit overkill, right? Uh, there's yeah. a lot of time wasted with the host just, you know, self-aggrandizing there and doing whatever. And so I thought the night went on really smoothly and there was no awkward moment or anything like that. So I think they could go this route every time unless they find somebody that really, really can just make it better by being the presenter. I'm 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 always a sucker for a guy like Ricky Gervais <laughs> presenting shows, but again, you don't want to you don't want to make it to, to the point where he's not funny anymore, is it? Uh, yeah. There was a year that it was always at least two or three times Whoopi Goldberg, and yes. right, and I mean it was it was funny. Whoopi could always be funny, but. Like, you know, you go to the point of like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah, and then there was that disastrous year. I don't remember which one it was, but I think it was um, 
David Letterman did the Oprah Uma thing, and it just <laughs> fell so flat. I mean, hold on, but that was funny. I don't, I don't care what you say. I mean, that was funny. That. I thought it was funny too, but I don't. I think we're the only two people in the world who thought so. I know, but that was my, like I can watch this all the time. Like the thing is that you know a lot of people didn't didn't quite get David Letterman's humor but i mean that dude that dude is funny he <laughs> is funny what you say he's a very talented man <laughs> and let me ask you a question why was the opening song we are the champions and the other question is why won't adam lambert go away like <laughs> <laughs> Am I, being I don't know i don't know why he won't go away because I, I i don't i don't find him to be all that talented unfortunately yeah. i'm in the minority, I know by saying that, but I just don't think he is. He's got that little, little uh, screeching voice, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the guy can't sing well if he's not singing at the top of his lung. And and the other thing is, okay, I know how symbolic, how iconic "We Are the Champion," "We Are the Champions" is as uh, you know a Queen's song or whatever. But I don't know why it was the opening of the Oscars. Yeah, I don't know either. I have no idea. I was confused by the whole thing. My husband was just making fun of the fact that nobody there had any rhythm. (laughs) He's like, they've all forgotten how the song goes. I'm like, well, you know. Gosh, it was was awkward. I I really was praying for it to be over. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Fortunately, it wasn't too long. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the way you should always go. A minute and a half. The, the most. If you're blowing it, maybe one minute. Boom! <laughs> you're gone. So one of my favorite things about the opening was, obviously, the appearance of Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, and Amy Poehler. I think they should appear in, at the beginning of every show. <laughs> they were great. That was they awesome. were great. Like, for one moment there... And they kept it short, too. Exactly. Exactly. And for one moment there, I, I, I actually wanted wanted them to be the, the hosts. Because <laughs> y- you knew what to expect. Great humor, really, really, really fun quip and, and the whole thing. You know? Yes. So that was awesome. So should we agree then, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler are freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like the, I don't know, the three musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add to the, the opening part? Because those, those were my little notes. No, that, I think that's about everything that I had, other than kind of laughing at everybody having no no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> These are people that are paid to have rhythm, and they still can't do it. Right. So <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. And so now we move on to okay the categories and and the the awards per se, and you know Regina King won best support supporting actress. And I'm sorry to say this, but like, actually, her movie is the one movie that I didn't get to watch. <laughs> I know I'm gonna I'm gonna catch some flack. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing: so, you know, I don't have a quarrel, obviously, with Regina King being the, the best supporting actress anytime or anywhere, because I know that if Regina King is nominated, is because she did a fantastic job. If you've listened to the show before, you know that Graham is a big fan of Regina King. And so, like, <laughs> I, I didn't have much to say about that. The only thing I had a problem with, and I don't know if you noticed this, is that so there were two Hispanic women that were nominated for the same for, for that same category, which was uh, Jalisa Aparicio. And the other lady that was in the movie Roma to uh, last name De Tavira. And I found that for some reason, even though they were nominated and the whole thing, they were complete strangers to the, uh, to, to the whole event. Like, for the, the, like no one, they didn't have a spot to, to present. A lot of people came out there and presented that had nothing to do with the Oscars, that were nominated for anything, that probably were nominated at some point two or three years ago. And they got spots, and they, got pre- they, 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 they were presenters. And these two women, no one seemed to have thought 
you know what? Maybe we should let them present one of the awards. Maybe we should let them, I don't know, present one of the movies. Maybe we should let them come out and talk about the movie. Like, you know how they do these little presentations of the, of the movie? This yes. is blah, blah, blah. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. They were definitely, I, I kind of felt like um, Roma was in some ways overlooked with that, with the actors, because um, I didn't feel like there was very much spotlight on um, the lovely young lady whose name escapes me at the moment, who was nominated for Best Actress. I just kind of felt like it was like, oh, yeah, and these guys, too. Right, exactly. That was that was the feeling, like, yeah, and there the, the were, the were these guys. Every time the movie won something, the only one that came up on the stage was Alfonso Cuaron. And again, I'm not saying that she should have won Best Supporting Actress. I mean, like I said, I have no problem with Regina King winning Best Supporting Actress. I know that, you know, Jalitza Aparicio was nominated and that in and of itself is winning, right? For, I'm not saying that that's her first movie, but for first, first sort of starring role. And boy, she did a fantastic job. I saw the movie Roma yesterday. And the movie itself is like, Ah, I want to go ahead and just jump off a bridge or something. And I'm not saying in that respect <laughs> that the movie is bad. It's just, it's just a lot of it's human a, it pain. You. you know what I mean? It's a lot of human suffering and pain and women really having the, 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 the crappy end of everything. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I mean, she, she was fantastic. Effective. She she was fantastic, and I just uh, I just wish that they had exposed her a bit more. They they had put her more on the spotlight, and that that didn't happen. So, you know, hashtag Oscar so white. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? I I thought that. Um... The winner, I thought she gave a lovely little speech. I enjoyed her speeches. I enjoyed a lot of speeches. I have things to say about many of the speeches, but I, I liked her uh, her acceptance speech. I thought the evening was kind of peppered with, with nice acceptance speeches. Yeah, that was that was beautiful. There was a part that she said something about. I'm an, I'm an example of, of what becomes of something that you pour a lot of love into. I think that was, and I'm paraphrasing here, but that is a beautiful thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love and encouragement, I think, was something along those lines, but yeah. Yes, that that was beautiful. And so, in in terms of best supporting actress, that, that's the only thing I can say. Do, do, was there anything about the, the nominees that you, you, you wanted to talk about? No, not really. I was um, sorely uneducated on this particular <laughs> category. So remember our first show? I, we, we were we were definitely <laughs> not equipped I for anything. I will happily admit ignorance any at all times, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's something I know something about. I'll I'll say that I don't. So that's good. <laughs> hey, hey, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the truth is, I actually took sort of the weekend to, to just go through a lot of movies. And by the way, this is a side note, right? The ballad uh, of Buster Scruggs was like one of my favorite movies of all time. And yes, we talked about it and you told me how depressing it could it can get by the fact yes. that of, of so many people dying in so many violence. But... My favorite character was actually Buster Scrubs. I would have, I wished that his his period in the movie lasted a bit longer. I did too. I found myself missing him because <laughs> he was just absolutely adorable. Yeah, and he had that he, he that was, smile, that grin that, that's like sort of creepy, but not yes, really. Yes, <laughs> yes. He was the perfect Coen Brothers character, I feel like. <laughs> And I'm like, what's wrong with this dude? But then he was fast. He could move that pistol to, oh, man, that was awesome. And the song, really, when a cowboy the... trades his spurs for wing, that is a beautiful song. I don't care what you say. It is a beautiful song. And I enjoyed the... Um... I enjoyed the performance of it at the oh, Oscars yes. very much. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I, I actually... 
was it, it was actually my favorite my favorite nominated song. I know that most people, uh, you know, uh, are we're rooting for Shallow. I I have anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with Shallow. I'm just saying that this particular little cowboy song was was dope, and this dude was doing some fantastic things with the guitar, and of course. You know, brother plays the guitar, so <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go after my instrument, right? <laughs> um, Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, from best supporting actress, we ended up talking about the ballad of Buster Scruggs. I, I, well, could, you know. I couldn't get that out of my mouth. The ballad of Buster Scruggs, <laughs> <laughs> and so for best supporting actor, I, there was something completely weird with that. First of all, Mahershala Ali wins Best Supporting Actor. Okay, fantastic. I, I saw Green Book, and I can personally say that the best thing about Green Book was Mahershala Ali. And I think you saw it too. Yes, yes. And um, I don't disagree with you at all. <laughs> I'm not I'm not taking points away from, from Viggo Mortensen. I, I thought... And we've talked about how great Viggo Mortensen was transforming himself into some kind of um, bouncer, mobster slash, you know, tough guy Italian from the from from New York. Yes. But in terms of performance, yes, I I you know I have no disagreement with the fact that Mahershala Ali was the man. I'm just questioning one thing, and I don't know if you're going to agree with me in that one. Why was he best supporting actor? The entire movie was him. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like everything with Green Book was a little off, was a little skewed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, there's things I don't understand. I just don't get it. Like, okay, so so was well, were we supposed to believe that Viggo Mortensen, like the uh, Joe Vallelonga, whatever his name was? was the actual center of the story? I don't think so, except in the mind of Nick Vallelonga, who wrote the book and, and produced the movie, right? Like, right. Right. Well, what exactly are we supposed to celebrate? I've got more to talk about uh, Green Book, but in this particular category, I, don't, I didn't understand Mahershala Ali's nomination for Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> it just, just doesn't make any damn sense to me. But I, I was hoping that mm. I, I was hoping you got something because I, I don't get. I got nothing. I got no idea. I uh, yeah, I don't know. He he should have been best uh, actor, you know, right up there. If they want to do it, both of them, then do both of them. Obviously, that's not a taboo because they do it with multiple movies. So I don't understand why he was best supporting. I mean. I understand why he won because he was wonderful and fabulous, but I don't understand why he was nominated as best supporting as opposed to best right. actor. In, and no you're idea. absolutely right with the with the suggestion that they could have been both nominated in that category because there well, that happened with best support best supporting actress last night um, with yes. um, Emma. What was her name? Emma Stone. And, Emma Stone and um, Rachel, Rachel Weiss. White Whites Whites Rachel Weiss and Weiss. Sorry. Yeah. And so, you know, why not? Why not put uh, these two gentlemen in the same category as best actor? Because, like, I, I just couldn't. Like, don't tell me that the character of uh, of Dr. Don Shirley was the supporting character in this. That, that, that doesn't that doesn't sit well with me, at least not from what I see, not from my point of view. But other than that, what else you got? Like, what, what do you got for best? I mean. The whole thing was, you know, Sam Rockwell, uh, you know, <laughs> Sam Rockwell, I think, what was it, his second nomination in a row? Um, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because last year it was the the thing about the, what was it, the, the advertising with <laughs> Francis McDormand and the thing about Eben, Missouri. The hell um, was the name of three that billboards movie? outside of um, three been, billboards outside of something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Sam Rockwell was fantastic there, 
And yeah. And look, man, I saw Vice. And really, I wanted to laugh every time he opened his mouth playing uh, George W. Bush. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. That was the only <laughs> funny part of Vice. Remember, if you remember on our, on our first show, I talked about how freaking boring <laughs> the movie was. And between yes. Sam Rockwell and Steve Carell, you know, I'm like, okay, I can, I can endure this for, <laughs> for a few moments. And I did. So I know you're going to disagree with me on this one. Okay. And again, okay. Bef before we get there, I want to apologize. One and okay. second, I want to tell you, and you know, I don't have to tell you, you know that I love Olivia Coleman as much as you love her. Right. Like let's, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. But let me okay. ask you a question in real truth. Was really playing Queen Anne the best thing you've ever seen from Olivia Coleman to the point of winning her an Oscar when she was nominated alongside Glenn Close with the wife, Melissa McCarthy, with playing, um, what's her name, Lee Israel, and even Lady Gaga. Was really, like, in your opinion... Do you, well, what do you think? She definitely had stiff competition there. Um, I will say that I scared my dogs to death and probably woke up my neighbors when she won because <laughs> I really didn't expect her to. Because <laughs> um, I was just so happy for her. Um, but as far as her performances, I don't know. I think I think she was great in The Favorite, but... At the same time, I think she's great in everything, so I'm so skewed, honestly. You, yeah, I, I don't know. She, no, and I just watched her first ever her first ever part, which was a TV commercial, and I watched it like three times just because she was in it. <laughs> but like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like actually, I'm not questioning her performance. I like, I mean, that was quality all over the place. And the fact of the matter is, the favorite is a comedy more than anything else. It's not even like the kind of drama parts that we, we we are used to seeing Miss Coleman play, but but still she was absolutely fantastic. I'm just, uh, you know, yes. what I'm saying is like, after you've seen The Wife, after you've seen Can You Ever Forgive Me, I can understand her nomination. I can understand that she's nominated for Best Actress. How couldn't she? Do you see what I'm saying? But, I do, I do. But winning it, you know, besting Glenn well, Close. The entire audience gasped. I so. know. <laughs> and even she was like, this is hilarious. I just won an Oscar. Like she, she was, and she said, I wanted Glenn Close to win this. Because mm -hmm. I, I think. There's just something along the lines of, I, I didn't want it to be this way. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? Like even she, and I, I genuinely believe that she thought. Yeah, there's no way this is going to happen. I'm, I'm I'm flattered with the nomination, but there's no way this is going to happen. And again, you know, it, I, I don't know. Sometimes Hollywood confuses me, man. Like I said, no, I'm not taking anything away from Olivia Coleman's craft. This lady is an absolute marvel. But I just don't think her role in The Favourite was was deserving of an of a best best actress kind of thing how uh, did you even like the favorite i saw the favorite i'm, I'm i was like eh. i i it was absurd absurdist i yes. think is probably a good way to put it yes i think it's something i feel and i've only seen it once so i think i would need to see it again to have because there's so much going on there's a lot going <laughs> on <laughs> to have a complete understanding or maybe a breakdown of it but um yeah the, I, I i i don't i don't know what to say other than i'm happy she won because i just love her and i feel like glenn close can have, get one next year and olivia coleman like she said this is never <laughs> happening again kids <laughs> <laughs> she's so i mean she was so down to earth about the whole thing like yeah you know you know, take a picture yep. of me or whatever, because you, you ain't going to see me here yep. in this situation yep. again. You know, 
Uh, when she said, and when she, she started running out of time and just blew a raspberry at them, that, that just made my <laughs> she's day. Funny. So. She's just funny. Well, here's one 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 other thing I want to throw out there, and here I know that a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I can see why Rachel Weisz was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role in The Favorite. But forgive me for saying this. I don't understand why Emma, what's her name again? Emma Stone. Emma Stone was nominated. What? Because I, she. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, because what? And here's the crazy thing I've seen American actors play a British person and nail the accent. I, yes. I, I, think, I think Emma Stone went in and out. And, and, you know, having been among English and living in England doesn't make me necessarily an expert. But I did I did find like a lot of times she sounded quite American to me. And then it's, it's like somebody yeah. reminded her and then she went by. <laughs> she was like, oh, crap. Wait, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to California. be English. Dang it. <laughs> I forgot. That was, I'm so sorry. I mean, come on. But no, seriously, why, why do you think her character was deserving if you think so, was deserving of 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 of, of a nomination. I, I I I didn't quite get that. I I like Emma Stone. I do. I think she is charming, and I think she's adorable as heck. And I love how happy she was for Olivia Coleman that she won. But I don't necessarily think she's the greatest actress ever. And again, I'm. Um, and I don't mean that meanly or anything like that. Not that she's listening to this or would give a crap. Oh, but, she is listening. Trust um, me. <laughs> I mean, this is kicking and streaming but, for the love of God. Everybody I, listens to it. Well, you know, it's just she's their number one subscriber, and I just lost her. So, <laughs> bye. Um, I just don't. I don't think she's like again. I think she's sweet as can be. I think she's adorable as can be. I think in the right parts, she is great. But I don't think she has a huge amount of range. What did somebody say about about? I think Dorothy Parker said something about Catherine Hepburn that was like she ran the gamut of emotions from A to B. So <laughs> that was Caddy. Along the same. That was mad, Caddy. I'm not even going to play with you. That, that was, was Dorothy Caddy. Parker. So, <laughs> but so let's talk a little bit about the other women in the category, and. All I can think of, of course, is Melissa McCarthy. I saw the movie, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Jocelyn, I must say to you that Lee Israel should be and would be the most odious person on earth had she not been played by Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy was so good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes, she br- she brought pathos and humanity to that character who, well, I shouldn't say character, to that real person who in real life was probably didn't even have that amount of pathos and humanity. No, absolutely. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go full Charles Barkley on that one. She was a terrible person, not terrible, terrible, terrible. She she was terrible. And and I'm not I'm not saying that because of the things that she did. Like I'm not saying that because because like. When you find yourself in the kind of troubles that Lee Israel found herself, I don't know. I'm not going to question anybody's decision to do certain things. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's not like she went on to traffic drugs or whatever. You know, all she did was falsify some shite based on the only thing that she knew how to do. Like, I'm, I, I, yes, forget it. I'm not being judgy in that respect. In fact, I was rooting for her. <laughs> She did it so well. There's some that are still in collections today. I have no doubt that there's a few people that are like, yeah, it's probably Lee Israel, but we're not going to say anything. Right, right. I mean, she was good. She was humorous. She, she was fantastic. But and so that's not the part that I judge. The part that I'm not actually judging anything. All I'm saying is that she was not a likable person. I, she was no. sort of like... Maybe us or whatever. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, like, and here's the crazy thing. I don't know that 
you know, you and I wouldn't have been friends with with Israel because <laughs> she was a freaking genius in in all of her splendor. Um, and I think the main reason she didn't write, as she admitted in 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 the in the in the end at the sentencing, is that she was too afraid of what people were going to think about you know her own writing she she was afraid of being vulnerable putting herself out there so it was easier for her to write about somebody else right that's why she became a biographer and she enjoyed that crap yes but again melissa mccarthy my god uh, you know i never doubted that she could be a serious actress don't get me wrong I, i i and i'm not like jumping on a bandwagon here but but I mean, she she would convince me one hundred percent with with that. The wife is one of those movies that I watched. I had an opportunity to watch on Saturday night. I was like, I had this rush against the clock because <laughs> I wanted to see as many Oscar nominated movies that I that I could before the 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 actual award and. I think I remember texting you like, hey, you should really, really see this because this is good. The cast was <laughs> the cast was surprising, right? It, it yeah. was it was the, the old dude that played the high priest in Game of Thrones. I don't know his name as, as the actor. I just know that I recognized him from Game of Thrones. And he was he was great. <laughs> <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then, of course, you had Glenn Close and Jeremy Irons' son had a supporting role there that was actually quite the thing. And I, I, I felt like he, you know, any other year he could have easily been nominated for best supporting actor in in for for that role, but. You know that would have had to. It would have to be another year, like wh- where, you know, most of the nominees were lightweights, which wasn't the case this year. Right. So, the wife is a movie that you should see, and like I'm, I'm not talking about you, Justin. I'm talking about our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all out there. <laughs> Y'all out there should see the else. And finally, <laughs> you, you heard my. <laughs> Did you hear that? That I mean, was great. I haven't heard that one before. That was good. Ah, the balance of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so the other thing I want to talk about is, holy crap, how did the Academy miss so, like, why so many faux pas? Why so much kerfuffle? What the hell? <laughs> was wrong with these people this year i'm all right i don't know i feel like everything they got right they for for every one thing they got right they got two things wrong oh my god i would i would venture to say that they they got far more wrong for everyone one right i mean (laughs) jeez right like I, i don't get it it's almost as if like there's no supervision or something it's like there's a bunch of babies managing this whole thing and no one is there to look at them and say, hey, man, y'all should probably, yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I Take mean, the Coke out of your bottles and put yeah, milk in. And <laughs> This was weird. So, for one, I think today the most trending thing was about the Academy Awards was the fact that they missed, not missed, they omitted a bunch of people from the in-memoriam bit that they do. How could you? Like, I mean, you're supposed to be the Academy of Motion Pictures and blah, blah, blah thing, right? How do you miss these people? They just died. Like, they died this year, and some of them died like a day before the... (laughs) I mean, some of them died the day before the, the, the awards. Like, it was so fresh that there's no way you could have missed it. Do you know? Yeah, I don't I don't know. The only thing they did, I felt that they did right with that was to turn down. Because they used to have, I don't know if 
you remember or not, but they used to have a mic on the audience. And so like there would be like claps for some names and then for other names, there would be like total silence (laughs) in the theater. (laughs) And I always felt bad for those families that there was total silence because you knew everybody was going, who the hell is that? Did you ever work with him? I don't know who that is. I don't know. But so I felt that they did that right to turn down that mic. But other than that, yeah. That was so. So let's run some of the names that they missed, right? And so you tell me, you tell me what you think. Like, was it justified? Or, well, I don't know that it's justified, but I'm, I'm like, okay. So one of the guys that they miss is a product, a prodigal son of South Carolina, Stanley Donnan, right? This guy mm-hmm. co-directed. The movie Singing in the Rain. Oh, my. In 1987, I believe, he received a Lifetime Achievement Award for his contribution to the whole thing. And you can YouTube this, but this dude actually, like, instead of giving a speech, he started giving a speech like, yeah, I'm good, thank you, blah, blah, blah. But then he said, hey, man, I've never been so good with words, but I can sing. And he busted out singing and dancing. And that was like one of the greatest moments of Oscars ever. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's awesome. And he died. Um, he died about a few days ago. And he was like 93 years old. How do you not include this dude? I don't get it. Right? So yeah. that is cause for outrage in and of itself but let's move on to the next one that they miss that i think somebody should actually get get flocked like if this was in saudi arabia (laughs) somebody should be (laughs) in the public square getting flogged like right now how do you miss carol channing yeah i uh, yeah come on it's, yeah. It, it's it's Hello Dolly, right? Yeah. It, it nominated yeah. in 1979 for Best Supporting Actress. How do you miss that one? <laughs> Apparently, when you work for the Academy Awards, you can. Seriously, did somebody get fired for this? Like, I need to know that a few people got fired for this one. Right? Because, like, this is, this yeah. is insane. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I know that they always say, oh, we can't include everybody. But you know what? In that case, then just don't do it. Yeah, but you should, though. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, no, no, I I think you should do it. But I mean, if you're just going to, you know, try to wrap it all up in, oh, we can't include everyone, then if you're claiming that you can't include everyone, then don't include anybody. Yeah. But you can include people because the Oscars is six freaking hours long. Not that the last one was, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So just add another couple of minutes and put everybody in there that's ever worked in the film industry. And for the love of God, it's God in memoriam. God knows up enough for y'all. Yeah, yeah, it's in memoriam. Like the last thing you could do for these people is to make sure that mm-hmm. they're there. Like, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm like every three person I'm asking, what the hell? Who is this guy again? What what did he do? And why is he included there? But I do understand that they deserve the, they deserve their due because you know agents and publicists and whatever lyricists and these people these people contribute to the industry to the point where if they weren't there, a lot of things would go wrong. So I you know I have to understand even if I don't know these people. Uh, they weren't like mad famous, but I have to understand that there's a reason why they're there. So this should yeah. be this should be completely yeah. understood by by the academy. So I don't know, should they just they just get rid of whoever is the president? That dude with the big turkey neck. What was what <laughs> was his name? His, his jacket never fits him right. Every year he comes out, and I'm like, dude, you have got to be. Wealthier than anybody I have ever known or will ever know in my entire life put together. Seriously. And you can't get a jacket that fits you? Seriously? I know. And in, in, in speaking of like presidents of Academy Awards or whatever, 
Like the dude that was the president for 17 goddamn years of the Grammy Awards finally is going to step down. Like so much that I'm, I was kind of used to seeing him. Like I was like, yeah, this dude is like president for life. This got to be kind of a dis- dictatorship in the <laughs> with the Grammys. <laughs> Neil something? What is, what, what is this dude's name? Neil something? Neil. I like, don't know. Yo, he came in like, oh, I'm stepping out. And I'm like, man, really? I'm going to miss you. Like, I don't know you in shite. I don't even want to know you, but I'm kind of going to miss you. Like, who's going to be the next president? Mary J. Blige or something? Like, <laughs> but we got used to Yeah, man. Hey, Mary J. Blige would be like a fantastic president. I'm just saying, uh, Mary, Bla- Mary, Mary J., if you're not running, go ahead. Just because, like, I mean, how many people you know that actually have the purposefully have the name of Mary J. You know what I'm saying? That's a respectable yeah. name right there. I'm not... yeah. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with me? <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. So among the people that were missed that were not included in the in-memoriam was Gary Kurtz, who happened to be a producer of Star Wars, like without this dude, seriously, there wouldn't be, there would have been no Star Wars. So all the Trekkies and nerds would have nothing to talk about. And yes, I'm <laughs> bullying y'all. <laughs> you know, and also he produced American Graffiti. So Gary Kurtz was not given his props. Sandra Locke. L O C K E. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it, pronouncing it right. Y'all know that I got an accent in sheet, so bear with me. <laughs> Sandra Locke. Is it Locke or Locky? Lo Lo Locky. I think it's Locke. Locke. Okay. I don't know. I think it's Locke. So in 1969, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for the movie The Heart Is a Lonely Hunter. She died this year, and no one seemed to remember to include her. In that thing. That's unforgivable. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but some people forgot that Aretha Franklin also was an actress. And huh? <laughs> she wasn't included in there. If you remember the blue the Blues Brothers, she wasn't yeah. there, right? Yeah. Um mm. so yeah, uh, that was a big a big blunder. Julie Adams, R. Lee Ermey. I don't know that dude, but like, I'm outraged that he wasn't included there for some reason. But one that they missed, and I think if all the children in the world, children of the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, all the way to mid-2000s, they could easily go... And each one of them grab a stone and literally stone the entire academy to death for missing this guy. <laughs> no, seriously. His name was Steven Hillenburg. And he was the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, uh, yeah, no, you don't do that. I mean, seriously, what is wrong with the academy, dude? You going to do them like that? No cool. No cool. Steven Hillenburg. No. Rest in peace, man. Hey, hold it down over there. Yeah, I, I kind of got a bit too <laughs> emotional right there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. John Mahoney, Al Matthews, Dick Miller, and Brody Stevens actually died about two days ago in the... I think he committed suicide. Hmm. Was a comedian and apparently one of the most beloved guys in, I mean, Patton Oswalt made this fantastic, absolutely fantastic homage to Brody Stevens that would, would, it's just breathtaking. Sad, but breathtaking. And I can't understand for the life of me why, you know, the Academy missed him, didn't include him in the in memoriam. And finally, Vern Troyer, right? Yeah. From, from uh, Dr. Evil. So 
Yeah, I think he was mostly known as Mini Me, but Mini Me. I mean, that was that was shady right there. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool at all. So the the Academy definitely has to get it together. Otherwise, you know, we ain't gonna watch him. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> we ain't gonna watch this shit. <laughs> that was that was bad. Like like what was it? About sixteen yeah. that I mentioned that weren't yeah. even recognized? Not cool. Yeah. And so to close this in a in a in a happy note, we always go back to comedy, of course, because it makes us makes us laugh and and we love it. Like we started talking about how beautiful and brilliant the touch of comedy was with the three women. Um, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, and Tina Fey. But also I want to talk a little bit about Trevor Noah's interruption, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Noah was funny. and, and here's a crazy, He was very funny. <laughs> here's the crazy thing. Like, I don't... I'm not saying that Trevor Noah was not funny. Oh, he's not usually funny. I mean, he's a comedian, of course. He's funny. Dude is funny. But... <laughs> I think what he did last night was brilliant in that he broke out and spoke supposedly in Shoha, which is supposed to be the language of of Wakanda. But he was actually yes. speaking a South African dialect. And he said something about, it means that when we fight together, we win together or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. It just turns out that what he said in that South African dialect wasn't that at all. So, <laughs> some people from South Africa actually went ahead on Twitter and revealed what he said. And he was, he was saying, was like, these white people don't know I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> he said, that's brilliant. These white people don't know I'm lying. So that was funny. And I think uh, one of uh, the people on Twitter from South Africa said, um, he said, Trevor Noah just made one of the funniest jokes of the century. It's a shame that there is not an Oscar for that. And I think I think that participation was was brilliant just right there because of that. First of all, the notion that because he's from South Africa, everybody thinks that he should know about Wakanda is <laughs> <laughs> funny. I don't care what you say, but yes, it is funny. And funny. the fact that he just snuck a little joke right there. And by the way, he threw he threw some shade at uh, Mel Gibson. I don't know if you... If you saw that when he said, he like, did. "Yeah, he Mel did. Gibson saw me back then," and said, "What kind of forever?" After that, but that <laughs> part was nice. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God!" That was bad. Mel Gibson is never going to live any of that down. Not that he should, but he's really yeah. never going to. <laughs> That's insane. All right, and so, so the last thing I want to talk about is best. Oh, what what best picture? Uh, Green Book. Why? Yeah. Please explain. Why, why is Hollywood doing this still? Why? I, I don't know. It's kind of like the Driving Miss Daisy, the Crash. The I don't. I don't know why they. I don't know. It's what, what do they call it? The worst movie to win Best Picture. Right. It, it's, so. Yeah. It's 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 like Hollywood loves a white savior, and like I I don't get it. I, I don't understand what I'm, I'm like the entire day and one of my best the best quotes for me today was Spike Lee saying every time someone drives somebody I lose <laughs> yes <laughs> that was awesome which he tried to walk out of the theater did you see that yeah. well I mean it wasn't televised but did you see the the other cam they had of that yes Yes. And yeah. Not the. Yeah. It, I, he was. He was moved and not in a good way by the fact that this movie won. I don't blame him. I don't blame. And, no, neither. I'm. I'm not saying. Don't get me wrong. Black Lensman was an absolutely fabulous movie. 
I would re that's one of those few movies I would rewatch over and over and over again. The story is compelling. The acting mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic. The the chemistry between Adam Driver and John David Washington is something out of this world. But also, Spike Lee did a hell of a job directing this movie. Mm-hmm. In Green Book, I'm not trying to put this down. Let, let's be clear about this. Green Book was, for what it's worth, a good movie. But it was a movie with an agenda. It was a movie... Yes. And I'm not saying that movies don't have agenda. I'm not saying... Yeah, the, the world, there's an agenda. In fact, pretty much every movie this year had an agenda. But the, the, the Green Book had a sneaky little agenda... And it has to be called out for it. That's Nick Vallelonga trying to present his father as some kind of, I don't know, race advocate or whatever, which he wasn't. That's Nick Vallelonga presenting a point of view of an educated black man as an Opity Negro. That's Nick Vallelonga trying to portray the fact that his father's assumptions, racial assumptions of people were wiped away because he spent some time with Dr. Dr. Shirley. And that's not true. Because like, I can assure you that Mr. Vallelonga's father did not go out and make more black friends after he met Dr. Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yet, no, he yet he's expecting us to believe that you know somehow he saw the light, and the misrepresentations of of Dr. Shelley in every part of the movie, uh, the inaccuracies, the notion that he was such an obedient Negro that he had never come across a fried chicken, is insulting. And I'm not saying <laughs> that. You, you know, in a way, uh, all I'm saying is that, yeah, Dr. Shirley was of Jamaican descent and he grew up in the Florida panhandle. I don't care how uppity you are. You, you, you've come across some fried chicken. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it is not an issue of black and white. It's just an issue of it's part of the you know, the most iconic American cuisine. Point. It's fried chicken. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. The notion that, you know, whatever. Do you think there's such a lack of diversity with among the voting members that they can't bring themselves to pass on on a movie like Green Book and, and say, you know what, we're going to put forward a movie that is more deserving based on on the and I also hated the fact that they had John Lewis present that movie. Iconic yeah. <laughs> iconic civil rights figure of the United States yeah. come out there and and present though his his speech, his presentation was profound as usual. I could sit anywhere and just let John Lewis narrate anything. Even like you know what I did today and what I ate today. That would sounds great. Sound great on <laughs> <laughs> with the voice of John Lewis. But yeah, there, there was a, there was so many faux pas that I I'm, I'm yeah I I you know even in the acceptance speech they they did not thank Doctor Shirley or his family. Um, it, there was just so. So it was very tone deaf, I have to say. It was very tone deaf. Yeah. Um, the win, the acceptance speech, the the everything. It was just, you know, I don't know. And the so much controversy surrounding the actor and, or I'm sorry, the director. And yeah, uh, yeah it's just. I don't know. It was just kind of a downer after some good stuff that happened. Cause, and you know, I, like, I don't know if Black you know Black Panther this. made some history yeah, with yeah. the costume and the production's design. Um, Hannah Beachler had a beautiful speech. Oh, yes. So it was kind of a downer to end the evening because it was like, oh, cool, you know, we got some stuff right. And then, 
Let's mess it up. Let's that away with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Black Panther, I was happy with everything I saw with every category that it won. And, you know, I was... I knew that Black Panther had some competition. Don't get don't don't get me wrong. I I, I knew that the, you know Black Panther wasn't going to win everything, and I I got to go back and talk about a little bit. Uh, Rami Malek winning Best Actor. I don't see anything wrong with that. To tell you the truth, I thought his speech was absolutely fantastic. Um, I did too. Yeah. I I enjoyed his speech very much. But here's the thing. When we first spoke about the Oscars, you had seen Bohemian Rhapsody and had not, and I had not, and I I saw yes. it after that, and I, I I have a couple of things to say about it. Number one is that I think they did far too much with the whole buck teeth thing, like yeah, the teeth were pretty pretty sad come on you can't create you can you must be able to create a better prosthetic than that so yeah. to a certain extent whenever whenever he was speaking whenever he was in a dialogue i was distracted by the teeth and then when he was yeah, singing when he was performing then i could see freddie mercury does that make sense it does it does make sense God, it was like, how can you just miss? Yeah, it was it was terrible. Yeah, the the teeth were bad. So, you know, I that think, is offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have some we had some joys from the Oscars, and uh, we've had some complaints. And so, yeah. I d- I do have one thing to say about it. It's just kind of a silly little thing. Mm-hmm. So. So Rami Malek, after he accepted his award, he fell off the stage. Yeah, I heard that. And uh, had to be seen by paramedics. And I don't know if you noticed, but pretty much every beautiful woman that got up to accept her award had a great deal of difficulty with her dress and with it getting stuck in the seat. Yes. And then almost everybody who stepped on the stage slipped at the very first step. So I really want to know what was going on in the theater. Like, had they greased the steps? Was there, you know, like, had they put traps in all of the seats for the ladies' dresses? Was there a, a CO2, CO2 a carbon monoxide mo- monitor that had gone out? I just want to know what was wrong with all these poor folks that they kept falling down. Yeah, yeah, that I, there, there were a lot of that. A lot of yeah, that. there was. I mean, I knew there's always somebody that stumbles because, of course, you're wearing a, a dress that's too tight or heels that are too high or a tux that doesn't fit you properly. But I felt like... Everybody that got up had some sort of an issue, and I was cringing the whole night for everybody. Yeah, it was a little bit of a, a, a hazard <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> the entire time, I got, I got an award, but I I got busted my face. That's no. <laughs> Nobody wants that. I'll never walk again, but I got the Academy Award. <laughs> They call me limpy now, but I'm good. <laughs> I got it. I got it. All right. Well, you know, I'm I'm glad we were able to have this this talk. I I was, um, I was overall happy that we were able to watch the Academy Award. For the most part, I'm okay with it, and I know that the Academy can do better. But yeah, you know, I'm sorry I had so much too many complaints. Just it's just that <laughs> those things needed to be said anyway. No, they did, yeah. they did. Well, in in their in their uh, good column, I guess we could say it was definitely a tighter show. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, it did not. I didn't feel like there were parts of it that drug on too much. Um, lots of nice little expect, acceptance speeches and. Uh, they got a few things right in the awards department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So here's to the next Academy Award, and uh, we haven't even we didn't even talk about Gaga winning the no, song of the year. No, we didn't. Um, we didn't even talk about the performance. <laughs> like no. Irina Sheikh looking at her husband. You know, I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. We'll talk about that. Yeah, that, 
I don't want to. I don't want to get these women to be catty and stuff. Like maybe I'm seeing things. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I wondered too. I'm like, are we seeing things? Are we meant to see things? I don't know. It's a shallow shallow. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me sing, Jocelyn. Don't make me sing. Alright, well thank you everyone for sticking with us. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you like it. Yes, thank you.